everyone. Welcome to another episode of Lessons Learned Podcast, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Lessons Learned, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. My name is Suzanne, and I'm the head coach at Grace Financial Coaching, and I'm so excited to welcome Coach Babette today. Uh, she is a fellow financial coach. In August of 2008, uh, she paid off $96,000 in credit card debt in 30 months and quit her 15-year corporate career to come home and raise her child. Uh, then in 2012, Babette enter, attended the accomplishment coaching training in New York City and that very same year was selected to be a part of the strategic intervention coaching program through Robbins Medan's training center. She was an active member of the Andy Andrews coaching program. And Babette is the first person in North Carolina to achieve certification by the Federal Federation of Exchange Accommodators as a certified exchange specialist. Lots of big titles and words, but most of all, Babette is blessed to have what she holds as the most important role of all being mom. Welcome, Babette. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Suzanne. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here. I'm so excited about this. We're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, definitely. So you have all of these, uh, so much training. I mean, just invaluable training for people who work with you to have, to know that you've gone through these programs and have this experience. And that's what I always tell people when, when they talk about hiring a coach, right? Mm -hmm. You're not hiring the coach because they just happen to be a random coach. You're hiring the coach because they have the experience in what you're looking to do, right? So how have all of these, these trainings and these, these um, important certifications helped you become a better financial coach? Well, I believe knowledge is power. And I don't believe that learning stops in high school or in college. I believe that, uh, you know, lifelong learning. I believe that phrase and I am a student of that phrase whether that was in corporate America or just, you know, being self-taught different things that I had curiosity about throughout life. And I continue to learn to this day because the more I learn, the more I'm going to help my clients throughout their journey. Yes, absolutely. There's an old story that, um, people tell or you see go around the internet every so often of uh, a company that had a piece of equipment go down and they hired all these engineers out of college and the engineers out of college couldn't figure it out. And finally they get a recommendation for this guy who's a retired engineer who had 40 years experience and they call him and they say, can you fix this? And he goes, yep, I can. And so they fly him out to the factory and the old retired engineer walks up to the machine and turns a screw a quarter of an inch and leaves and the machine's working, right? Well, the old retired engineer sends them a very hefty bill and the owner of the company goes, but all you did was turn a screw. And he goes, but no one else before me had the experience to know to turn the screw. There you go. And Absolutely. <laughs> that is what all of the amazing things that you've done makes me think of is that the, when, when we work with a coach, right, a business coach, a life coach, a financial coach, a relationship coach, some, some people say, oh, I'm not really impressed by certifications, but it takes time and effort to get those certifications and to learn all of those things and to go through those processes. And when you hire a coach, you're really hiring the person for all of that time and experience that they have in the industry that they're in. Absolutely. Yes, you are. Yeah. What was, I would say, what was your favorite program that you've gone through? <laughs> well, um, the, the Ramsey 
program, the master training for um, Dave Ramsey's program. That was yeah. something that I desired to do for many, many years and kind of put that on the back burner mm. and um, didn't do that for quite some time and finally finished that. So I think that was the, the most fun because it was the one that I had a desire to do that I just never finished. So And, and you, had a, uh, you had an emotional attachment. Uh, to did. the principles, obviously. It How did we find ourselves uh, in all of that debt, $96,000 in credit card debt? Oh my goodness. Um, that that could be a whole entire show or two. Um, <laughs> but a very, very short version of that is I didn't come from money and I started making a lot of money in corporate mm -hmm. America and got married. And so whenever you put two people together, if you don't have the same money principles, sometimes um, a spender and a saver get together. But even if one is a saver and the other one's a spender, sometimes whenever you can't beat them, you kind of join them. And I kind of felt myself joining. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that I didn't enjoy spending from time to time too, but whenever we went through the course financial piece, Mm -hmm. um, at our church. Um, sure enough, I was the saver. I knew that I was the nerd through and through. And, um, you know, unfortunately I, I joined in for a while and I thought everything would be okay. Even though, you know, there were these alarms going off in my head going, don't do it. Danger ahead. Um, and then I got, I got fed up with, everything that was going on. And I just said, the insanity has to stop. Yeah. And yeah. Um, especially whenever we were pregnant with our child and I said, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to, you know, work as crazily as I work. I loved my corporate career. I still love it. I still have my, my toe dipping in it from time to time um, because of how knowledgeable I was and you know the reputation that I left behind full time in that, but I was working you know sixty hours a week because it took a lot of time to do what I did, and I didn't want to do that as a mom. Um, so you know, just I I kind of laid down the law and said enough is enough. Stop the insanity and put together a plan, and you know got it all paid off. I'll That's never forget waking up at four a.m. And hitting the button on the American Express was the very last credit card that was paid off. Oh. I burst into tears. Oh. I wrote my resignation letter and I walked into the office and resigned. True story. Oh August of 2008. And whenever I went to daycare to um, you know, withdraw my daughter, I literally felt like it was Freedom Day. Because oh. it was, you know. I finally got to spend time with her and she is my only child. So I got, I got one and done mm -hmm. and she got her mom. And so that was huge to me. And then in, you know, four years later in 2012, October of 2012, I launched my firm, my coaching firm. And now I'm, you know, not only from my certifications, am I able to help people, but also from my life experience, yeah, I can't, I can't tell you how many people have said, oh, okay, yeah, you do have a lot of certifications and you do have knowledge and I continue to get those so that my knowledge stays current. 
And, you know, because again, I'm a lifelong learner. Um, but whenever they hear why I did what I did and that I understand the pain and the agony, I, I still remember one of the moms saying, why do you leave here every day with tears in your eyes? Oh. Well, because it wasn't my plan and I made way too much money and I was way too old and had worked too many years to have a child in daycare. Mm. It didn't make mathematical sense. It was ridiculous. It was stupid. The, the numbers don't lie. It was just wrong financial living. Yeah. It, so, it just opens up options. You, exactly. right? And now we are both working professional women, right? Exactly. But we don't have to work in X field. Correct. We don't have to bring our kids to daycare because Correct. we live without the debt and it opens up the options. And, you know, um, I feel like the end of the year, I don't know if it's the holiday stress. Maybe you have an opinion on this. I would love to hear it. But I feel like this is the time of year where people really start griping about their jobs. And maybe they've come to realize, like, it's the cycle of the end of another year and I'm still at X job. Oh my gosh. Every year when I go to put in my time off, my boss gives me such a hard time mm -hmm. or we don't get enough time off, right? We're only given two weeks. I've been with this company for 12 years and I still only get two weeks vacation or whatever it is. But I feel like at the end of the year, I always hear more complaints about jobs and many of those complaints could be solved if the income either wasn't needed as much mm -hmm. or there was less debt to be paid. There was some, some sort of like, whatever that, that balance is. What do you think about that? I completely agree with you about that. I hear that quite a bit. And, you know, because like you said, you know, we, we do our own thing. We have our own professional businesses and that that's something that I cherish you know, is we work around, you know, our schedules and make our own schedules. But a lot of people do. They get frustrated with it or I'm here again. I only get this time off. You know, I only have a half a day off Christmas Eve. And yeah, it, it is frustrating. But if they didn't have that debt, and that's one thing I always ask whenever people come to me as a coach. And I say, what would your dream life look like if the credit card debt wasn't there? Yeah. And, you know, I, I have them really pause and think through that because they're seeing me in living color, realizing that, wow, you know, she's lived like that, not just a year, not just two years. I mean, we're going on 11 years. Well, it passed 11 years now. This is November. I think I'm still stuck in September for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and this week's Thanksgiving, so I got to get with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, 11 years. So it's, it's just, it's freedom. It mm -hmm. truly is freedom. Yeah. What does, uh, any regrets not living with the credit cards? Anything you miss? Um, I'm not going to say there, not that I miss it, but I still see friends that swipe and take off to parts unknown internationally. Okay. So is there still that every once in a while, that little bit of, uh, well, I have a teenager mm. and she has a lot of friends that, you know, they're traveling here, there and everywhere. So every once in a while I go, uh, 
But then I come back to reality and I sit my child down and I say, honey, I'm going to make a bet that that was more than likely put on a credit card. Yeah. Now we could have three or four days or even seven days in this country, or you can have me every day whenever you come home at three 30. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, so, so no, you know, I, I'm not going to say every, every once in a while, there's a, a, a twinge of humanality, Americana, if you will, yep. but, but no, no, there isn't. No. Yeah. I never was a points person. Oh, um, no. Like, you know, the people who are like, Oh, I fly for free. I just, it, it takes a lot of energy and effort to pay attention to those programs. I have one friend in particular who like swears by it, but it literally has to be like a part-time hobby or like a part-time job almost for him to pay attention to it. And I just can't be bothered. Right. Exactly. I would much rather be making my own money, putting it towards a trip, you know, and then not having to pay off the credit card when I got home, whatever, instead of everything being on the credit card. And when you budget, and you're swiping the Amex mm -hmm. and you're trying to track what you spent money on. Uh, isn't it a little harder to track when every transaction says American Express, American Express, American Express. So true. <laughs> and you're so like, true. oh my gosh, I just American Express myself over budget this week. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It is so nice to see a budget and know exactly where everything was. Yes, and that's exactly. it. That's all mm -hmm. there is. Yeah, well, yeah. It's because you spent it, right? Whether it was on the MX and then you had to take the extra step and pay the MX off, you've spent it. Exactly. So, yeah. well, I know that I know that your $96,000 in credit card debt is not the answer to this question. So, <laughs> <laughs> the reason I created this show is to help people realize we all make financial mistakes and can learn from the experience of others like myself and Babette. So, Babette, what is the dumbest thing you've ever done with money? The dumbest thing I ever did with money was um, part of trying to pay off that $96,000 worth of debt. So let's stair step this. Okay. We had an opportunity because, of course, what, 2006, 2007, hottest real estate market in the United States, right? We had great real estate market. And then the crash happened. Yes. Everybody remember that? Oh, yes. Well, I was part of that crash. Oh. <laughs> um, we lived in one of the hottest markets, um, hottest neighborhoods, actually, in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time. And whenever I was still in corporate America, I went out and I did speaking engagements for um, real estate investors. And I met this couple that I thought were delightful. And um, unfortunately, I didn't read them correctly. Mm. <laughs> and I got into a um, deal with them in a house in our neighborhood that was a great deal for the house, but the renovation was not. And we yeah. partnered up with them. Well, unfortunately, the house didn't sell and they left us high and dry. <sighs> and that was during that time. Um, and the house ended up being a half million dollar home that we were stuck with. Okay? Oh my goodness. So there was, there was a bunch of challenges with that. And with that, that actually all came to fruition two weeks after I left my corporate job. Okay? Oh my gosh. But I believe everything happens for a reason. 
And again, that is all for the outcome of all of that is for a totally different show. But that goes down in my life as, hey, let's just do this little flip to, to accelerate this debt payment quicker. Oh, now, that is a no. Right. <laughs> you just work that extra job. And these days it's DoorDash or Uber or whatever it takes. Um, instead of, you know, going into a, a flip that could flop or, you know, even worse that you could get left high and dry by your partners. I would, I would never do another real estate deal again. And I love real estate. That's what I was in. I did 1031 exchanges for a living as a qualified intermediary for, for text or for exchanges. Um, so I love real estate. Don't get me wrong, but I would only do it on my own. Every yeah. Day. Yeah. I, I, I hate to reiterate this because it doesn't apply to every partnership, right? Right. There, it is, doesn't. A, there, no, there is a cliche out it. there that goes, <laughs> the only type of ship that doesn't stay afloat is a partnership. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I've seen it happen um, with, especially being an entrepreneur, right? Owning our mm -hmm. own businesses. We're in that community. And sometimes you hear these stories of entrepreneurs partnering with someone else and within two years, it's gone south, you know, yeah. something to that effect. And mm -hmm. I think to me, the thought process is you can only control yourself, right? right. You can only control what you can do. And um, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. But right. it, and so that kind of applies to other human beings. And we're all human beings. And we're all going to mess up at some point. But some people are going to try harder than others. It's the old adage of uh, being in a, a group project in college and you're the one that ends up doing the whole project. Very but everybody true. got the same grade. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. But I tell you what, that story makes a great speaking engagement. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And right. And you, you wouldn't be you as a coach or yourself if that experience hadn't happened to you. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So what would we do if we could go back in time and change something? Oh my goodness. What wouldn't we do? <laughs> Just with this scenario, not everything. Okay. Um, what would we do? We would be more patient. Mm. We would be more patient. Um, and we would have our eyes more wide open instead of with the rose cl colored glasses. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't want to say, I don't want to trust people because I pride myself on trusting people. Um, I would just be more aware and check into the integrity of the individuals instead of just going on face value, maybe. Yeah. Well, you did mention something and I actually brought this up in a coaching session just last night. Um, gut instinct, mm -hmm. red flags. Um, if you would like to call it the Holy Spirit, if you're so inclined, mm -hmm. uh, the little angel that sits on your shoulder, if you would like to call it your, uh, you know, subconscious, whatever you want to call it, there is something to be said for that. Mm -hmm. that there is, that is very true. That is very true. Um, and I just, I'm kind of chuckling within myself because there is a song um, that some of my friends have made comments about, about red flag collector. And they joke around and say, you know, sometimes you kind of red flag collect. <laughs> you know? 
And so I just, I think it's kind of hubris. Um, yeah. That, yes. I mean, I, again, I pride myself on, I like to trust people until I realize that I haven't. Mm. Because I don't want to see the world in a, I'm not going to trust you until you earn my trust. That's just not who I am. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to live my life like that. So yeah. I believe it's on the other person. I mean, they have to live with what they did to us. And I'm just going to share my story and keep on going and teach other people not to do the same thing and learn from my, my mistake. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, so what ended up happening? So we're, we're, it's 2008, the markets crashed, the house mm -hmm. is on the sitting on the market at this point for how long it had been sitting there. Well, whenever we took it over, um, I want to say it was probably 90 to 120 days. Okay. And um, we had the right to either let it go mm. or um, absorb it completely by ourselves. Oof. And that was, that was a hard pill to swallow whenever you just went from two incomes. I mean, I just let go of a six figure income um, and to come home and live on a, you know, a one household income just paid off all of our debt. We had a paid for home at the time. Oh, wonderful. Oh, okay. We did. I mean, everything was paid off. Everything. Wow. Everything. Okay. Um, and I had just turned, um, almost turned 40 years old. We were completely debt free. Um, and then that happened to us. So, um, you know, it just kind of is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So did you guys end up selling the house, held on to it? offloaded it that's that's a very long story we need parts two three and four of this yes. for sure yes. that, that literally gets into a whole other seminar <laughs> that's not this lesson learned that's the next lesson learned that okay. is, we'll save that, that for the is. next one there are certain people i bring on this show and i i literally will say to them either during the recording or after like I really need to do like an extended version with you. And I feel like you're going to be added to that list. <laughs> or I like the people who contact me and go, I have five different things I don't want to talk about. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, well, we only have time for one, but I do appreciate your honesty and the fact that we're, you know, you're, we're still owning up to our mistakes. And that's really why. I started doing this is because I remembered at the time, like wanting to interview different people, specifically people in our world, financial coaches, investment professionals, real, you know, real estate agents, insurance people, because a lot of times we are looked at as the expert and we, people should hire us because we've never done anything wrong. It's actually the complete opposite mm -hmm. because we did do something wrong. We screwed up. Mm -hmm. hopefully we fixed it to the best of our ability, right? right. <laughs> We've moved right. on from it. Um, we learned from it. And what can that story teach other people? I can, I can throw this little tidbit if I may out yeah. um, with that. I can kind of leave you dangling on this. That story has provided me with a program that is coming out on December the 13th, that, that decision and leading up to today's events has had me create a program for 
engaged newlywed and married couples. Wow. All that's around great. the world. So, yeah. so yeah. So that that's where I'll leave that. <laughs> I love it. Well, we will update this sh these show notes to include that link when that comes out for sure. Um, so if you're listening to this after that date, you can check out the show notes below for that uh, for Babette's. Uh, we'll put your website on there for sure. Yeah, thank you. Way that they can read you uh, specifically about that program. It's so important getting started on the right foot. Mm -hmm. It's life changing. It's life changing. It is. absolutely, yeah. and awesome. it's not hard. It's just it's all about discipline. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Babette, thank you so much for being with me today. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, again, all of Babette's contact information is in the show notes. Make sure you follow her on Facebook and Instagram and join us next time for another episode of Lessons Learned, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye. Join me again next week for another episode of Lessons Learned podcast, the dumbest thing I've ever done with money. Make sure to subscribe to the Grace Financial Coaching YouTube channel and please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts.